bunch of name brand players from Dad. Welcome to episode 13 of the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. My name is Matt Harmon, and of course, I'm joined, as always, by Matt Franchise, Matt Franciscovich. How are you doing, pal? I'm wonderful. It's uh, Friday. Yeah. Getting, getting ready for a solid weekend here. It's Friday. It's the 13th episode of the podcast. A little superstition going on there. I know. I definitely feel like there's some bad juju around this episode. If you are listening to this episode... While in the presence of a black cat, or your work, you're, you know you're a, a workman, uh, uh, and you're, you're you're working with ladders. Don't walk under it while you're also listening to this podcast, because I feel like that's really testing fate, and we don't want our listeners to be um, endangered. But we do want our listeners to be well groomed. And how do you do that? You go to www.dochampsgrooming.co. And you go to the shop, and you get yourself some vintage-inspired, handmade grooming products for the modern-day man. I believe you've tested out the hair serum at this point. I tried uh, it out. You you weren't kidding when you said it was a good product. I never mess around when it comes to Duchamp's Grooming, the official sponsors of the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. And That's yeah, right. the hair serum is killer. Uh, everything they do there. Like you said, vintage-inspired, handmade grooming products for the modern-day man. Uh, they're, total, they're totally awesome. They hook our listeners up. Uh, and by doing that, if you use the promo code hipsters pod at checkout you get a 15 percent off your discount on your order uh like we said do champs grooming will hook you up the hair serum the beard balm anything you could possibly need to keep yourself looking groomed well do champs does it so go to do champs grooming.co follow them on twitter instagram like them on facebook you know the, the whole nine yards come on it's good stuff keep keep yourself looking fresh exactly well speaking of fresh we've got a ton of Fresh new questions to the mail satchel since we did not do that last week after we interviewed Josh Norris uh, before the draft. And many, many things have happened. So our, our listeners are, we have a lot of burning questions here. Uh, they're so we're just on fire. Yeah, and we've got a lot. So we're going to hit these. We're going to hit them hard, and we're going to we're going to let's let's bang it out. Let's you know, bang them out. Let's you know, go. Yeah, exactly. So we'll jump into the emails right off the bat. Remember, you can always email the show fantasyhipsters at gmail com to have your question answered. And first email comes in from uh, Jason Miller. Yes, and he said franchise. They this might look good with some flag uh, and anthem. And he sent us a link to a shirt uh, from beyondtherack.com. Uh, and it says. I listen to bands that don't even exist yet. What's your reaction to this? Well, the shirt's sold out, so it's a popular one. Mm. Uh, but it's it's uh, on brand with the hipster takes. Maybe this would look good underneath one of our flag and anthem button-ups. Um, I mean, I listen to bands that exist, but, you know, this is this is about as hipster as it gets. It's very good for the bit. Um, yeah. Sold out, though, Jason. That that part you could have uh, you could have checked before you sent that. So. Popular item, sold out. All right. A lot yeah. of hipsters want this one. Next question comes in from Ian from Winston. He says, hey, hipsters, love the show so far. The beer takes have been awesome. Duh. Hey, franchise, 
IPAs are great, get over it. Sorry for the context. I know you guys hate long messages, but I think it's needed here. I'm in the second year of a dynasty league where we start two QBs, four running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, plus a super flex each week. That's Whoa. a lot going on. That's right. Three quarterbacks can be played at one time. It's an eight-team league. Ah. I know that makes us losers, but two QB were too mainstream for us. That's, that is a pretty hipster league. You can start yeah. three quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, any advice on how to properly value the position this league before our first rookie draft this weekend? We hold the rookie draft before the NFL draft. Well, whoops. We uh, Sorry <laughs> on the timing here. We did not open this, this particular section of the mail satchel before the NFL draft, but... I mean, I think now that we know where the quarterbacks have landed, we yeah. can at least give Ian a, a little bit of a take on that. And so obviously we had three quarterbacks go in the first round. Um, all of them were traded up for. The Bears moved up for Mitch Trubisky at number two, shocked the world. The Chiefs, I love the move to go up and get Pat Mahomes. And um, then also the, uh, the, the, the Texans moved up for Deshaun Watson. Right. Who do you think of those three starts the earliest? I think Watson has the best chance of starting earliest because, Me I mean, too. the only other guy in that roster is Tom Savage. Yeah. So I think Watson is going to slot in as the starter there in springtime. Maybe there's a little bit of a competition just to keep that uh, keep you, keep that inspired. Do but you I think, think Watson starts week one? Probably, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it probably depends on how quickly he can pick up the offense and sure. all that stuff. But you know, I think Mahomes, the – smart money is for him not even taking really a snap this year I mean he'll probably take some snaps but I mean start a game I would imagine his time is 2018 and I think it's a great move for the Chiefs to get kind of the quarterback that has all the tools for them to groom Um, the other interesting player though is Deshaun Kaiser with the Browns Um, I think Cody Kessler is a little bit more solid than he gets credit for yeah I think Kessler is projected to be the starter coming into camp and then Brock Osweiler will be second on the depth mm-hmm. chart, and then I think Kaiser is behind him. Yeah. I think if Kaiser shows well in camp, he could be the number two heading into the season. And he's, it, I mean, they really are kind of polar opposites, Cody Kessler and Deshaun Kaiser, and that Deshaun right. Kaiser has the arm, all the gifts, the upside, whereas, you know, Kessler at least I think showed himself to be kind of a solid game manager in, in year one. So, I mean, there you go. There's some. Fantasy hipsters quarterback takes for you. Yeah, you man. Know, you start, three quarterbacks. That's crazy. You got to start three of them after all. All, all right. right. Next one comes in Aaron Hacker. Uh, he says, Hey, Matt, I just finished episode nine of your podcast last night. I really enjoyed hearing not only the local places for or the ideal places for some rookies to land, but the specific qualities that would allow them to potentially excel. I wanted to reach out since I heard that Matt is coming out to Virginia sometime in June. Can confirm. Tickets have been purchased. Nice. I'm a born and raised Virginian who has also dealt with the West Virginia jibes while living out (laughs) of state at times. If you're in Winchester, Virginia area, let me know. I'd love to hang out sometime at a local place uh, called, insert name here, I'm not going to give away where I might potentially be. That would be outrageous. Um, I did a fist pump when I heard Devil's Backbone is your beer choice. Well, I just this is important to include because, one, many good things were said uh, towards Virginia and the West Virginia narrative needing to die. But also, I am going to be back uh, on the East Coast uh, in June, June June 7th to the 27th. So awesome. Looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of people I'm out there. Cool. Maybe good even stuff. meeting up like with some, with some listeners like Aaron, you know? The old stomping grounds, eh? Yeah, the old stomping grounds. Papaw with your little... With your little <laughs> the old stomping grounds. Yeah, it looks real good for an audio podcast. All right. 
Anyway, hey, we do video segments. That's true. Follow uh, us on YouTube, the Fantasy Hipsters channel. Boom, like the page, subscribe. Uh, next <laughs> question comes in from Jordan McLean. Uh, As a Dolphins fan, I feel obliged to make a bowl of raisin bran. Remember the Ryan mm, Tannehill thing? Yes. Yeah. As I currently sit here eating my mediocre bowl of cereal, my question to Harmon is as follows. What is the Aaron Rodgers or best slash favorite cereal of the food take king? Thanks. Love the pod. Um, oh man, I mean, you can chime in on this as well, but yeah. So, I think my favorite cereal, and I don't eat much cereal, you know, these days, um, unless it's no sugar, uh, protein packed flaxseed <laughs> cereal. Bird, bird food? <laughs> yeah, unless it's bird seed, basically. <laughs> um, I think my favorite cereal might be Captain Crunch. I know that's a hot take because it messes with the roof of your mouth, whatever. It does. But, You're right. But cereal in general messes with your inside, so you might as well mess up the roof of your mouth. What about the Captain Crunch with the berries? Yeah, no, I, you got to have the berries. Yeah. So this is a f- kind of a funny story. My One of my nephews has like a food sensory thing. He's either that or he's just a big baby. No, he does really have a food uh, sensory thing. He can't, there are some texture things he just can't handle. So for a long, so for one of his favorite snacks though is like the, is the Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. And just like sometimes he just likes eating that. And for whatever reason, it just it's just works for what he needs. I love it when he has them around because I take a few pieces. <laughs> so I'm like taking I, cereal from a kid. Exactly. So I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it to Captain Crunch as my as my favorite cereal. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Apple Jacks. Totally underrated. Remind me of being a kid. Mm. Maybe there's a high sugar content, but you know what? Apple Jacks are great. They taste like apples, and the milk tastes awesome at the end. Well, you know who uh, you know who likes Apple Jacks. Who? Dad. Who? Damashek. Oh, really? Yeah, he. he I didn't know when that. We, when we slandered corn pops, he's like, corn pops aren't that bad, but they're no Apple Jacks. Oh, I didn't know he had a take on the corn pops. Yeah, he did. He tweeted that at me at one point. Yeah, so. Apple Jacks are good. They just they kind of bring me back. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones that I really liked. I I do like Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs were were awesome. I back like in the uh, day. cinnamon. What is it? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Those that's are good. that's legit with some milk. Cookie crisp, the little like cookies. Mm-hmm. I, I they're all right. Yeah. Overrated. I didn't really think they were rated that highly. But anyway, commercials. Those commercials were always like part of a complete breakfast. Oh, so here's a bowl of sugar with an orange and a piece of toast. Well, none of that stuff is part of a complete breakfast. No, it's all a bunch of marketing crap. But you know what? Speaking of commercials, you know which ones sucked despite their commercials being good. What? Tricks. Hmm. Tricks can get out of here. Okay. Tricks all right. I'll give you that. All right. I'll give you that. Well, all right, moving on. Next question. Brandon in Canada. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be in Canada soon, too. What? Your boy's going to be all over Breaking. the place. Breaking? Yeah. Next week, actually. For what? What? How? Bachelor party. Friends oh. bachelor party in, in Montreal. So, nice. yeah, hey, if any listeners out there are from Montreal or whatever, and you've got Montreal-related suggestions, send them to your boy, because we need to know places to see and what to do so that's nice yeah hit me up on that montreal's a big bachelor party city we'll see how it goes uh brandon in canada asks hey hipsters i'm a big fan of the new show through multiple mock drafts i'm beginning to believe that the quality of wide receivers in rounds four to eight is substantially higher than the quality quality of running backs do you agree if so are you on board with going running back heavy early um, I, I've always bought in on taking the best players available. However, I think that some strategy needs to be in the back of the back of your mind. Um, thanks. So this is for one. Let's talk about the best player available thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a crock of you know what because like we don't know who the best players are, and th- there is no best player available because I just it's such a you know our buddy JJ Zacharyson talks about this on his podcast lately. Uh, you know just. 
nobody knows who the best players are. We don't know. We we know very very little about who is the best. You know, going to be the best fantasy player or whatever. So I think right. the idea of of playing to value or whatever is 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 fraught in and of itself. So I I agree that that you do need to have some sort of strategy and building your roster around certain ways. Um, yeah, because if you're taking the best player available, quote unquote, every time and. Every time it's your turn, the best player available is a wide receiver, and you have no running backs on your team, then your team's going to stink. Well, and you also just don't, like, just because, you know, you say the, that it's the best player available doesn't mean that it's true. Right. You know, and, uh, or even that ADP says it's the best player available, that doesn't mean it's true. God forbid you're going off those awful draft lists in the, like, ESPN or NFL.com draft room. Right. Those are always bad, especially the ones that we do. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> So I, but I kind of get it. Like there, right? I haven't done. Uh, I did finally nut up and do two MFL tens lately. With one with Evan Silva and one with uh, uh, Jen uh, from from four for four dot com or right. from Football Diehards. Uh, sorry, she had an MFL ten for her sister's uh, special needs group, and so I just wanted to be a part of that. So cool. I d- definitely noticed that there's a there's a pretty good amount of wide receiver options available. So I'm on board with if you want to take a couple stabs at running back, but I still think the running back position is super volatile, um, and really after those top three, I think it gets murky anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's hard to tell. It's, how is your team, how's your team scoring set up? What, what position do you value more? How do you want to build your team? There's a lot of variables here, but I feel like I feel like I understand that there's a lot of depth at running, or a lot of depth at wide receiver later, so go out and get your running backs early. Yes, I agree with that. And then take a stab at some sleeper wideouts in the middle rounds. Yeah, and just like right now, we don't really know. I mean, you you have a better idea, especially of like sleeper running backs, like an undervalued player like a Legarrette Blunt mm-hmm. last year starts yeah. to make themselves more apparent in um, in in July and in August than they do necessarily in May. So we'll yeah, it's know a little more, early. Yeah, we'll yeah. know more then. Yeah, but but I kind of get his thought process. Here. Yeah. All right, next question comes in Scott from Melbourne, Australia. Really crossing the globe here today on the Fantasy Hipsters podcast. I like it. Hey, Hipsters, love the podcast. Been listening since episode one. Big NFL music and beer lover, so you guys hit the spot. Love the music takes and wish I could tr- wish I could try some of the beers. But you know, some American craft beers are around, but not enough. Uh, my question for you guys is about Australian beer. The craft beer scene in Australia is huge, and there are a ton of cracking brews around. Sadly, all you see and hear overseas on Australian beers is fostered. When in actual fact, you won't find Fosters anywhere you go in Australia. It's hmm. barely sold anywhere here as it's terrible and no one buys it. I agree. It's not very good. Uh, I was wondering if you guys had ever been to Australia and what's your experience with Aust- Australian craft beer. would be happy to recommend some great Australian beers for you to guys to get your hands on. Do you have any experience with Australian craft beers? I do not, and I've never been to Australia. No, yeah. Pretty far away. No, never never been to <laughs> never been to Australia. Um but I would love to go sometime. You know, it is one of the countries I would like to see. We've got we've got some friends of the pod there. Uh, Justin Twell, the Wooten Y Show. I've been on that one before. Uh, you know, we've we, and obviously Scott, listener here. We've got some connects in Australia, but no, I and I, I have never had any craft beers from Australia, and I've had Fosters before, but I agree, it's eh, it's whatever. So so Fosters marketing campaign of. Fosters Australian for beer. Exactly, is a whole crock of crap. Yeah, they're just playing. I guess I guess they're playing over our dumb American senses of of, of beers. We are dumb. Ooh, well, well. But we would love to. We would love to get some recommendations on Australian craft beer. So Scott, hit yeah, us up. Yeah, man, send us some names. We'll see if we can find them out here potentially. Right on. 
All right, so next question comes in Marcus from L.A. Dear Matts, love the show. Great format, although I do wish that you guys would have uh, James Coe on the show as a guest. Let me just say this. Stay tuned. Uh, teaser. Next question comes in Taylor Mitchell from Indianapolis. Hey, Matt and Matt. Loved your work on the NFL Network last season and glad you're doing a podcast. My question for you is about league formats. Do you guys know of a source or forum of some sort where you can see discussions or resources to how a league should be formatted with data, etc.? I suppose specifically the league I run is a 12-team, two-keeper league. Um, with only four bench spots, it seems when I hear about other leagues, there are way more bench spots in that league. What are your thoughts on this? Um, also, I've got Zeke Elliott and Devonta Freeman as keepers, and this league is half PPR. Who's a good third-round valued wide receiver? I should aim to anchor my wide receiver group. Um, let's talk about the wide receiver first. And great suggestion. I think third-round player this year, at least in some of the drafts I've seen, is like Doug Baldwin. And what are people waiting on with Doug Baldwin? We've seen two great years of production. I mean, there he's a little bit up and down game to game, but to me, I think he's a perfect, if you're talking about a third round, a player that you could take in that range and maybe even the late second, and you're going to get wide receiver one total points, and you have the potential for huge spike weeks. So I think with two consistent running backs like that, I love the idea of Baldwin uh, as an anchor for that wide receiver core. Sure. Do you have uh, any... Thoughts on... I'm looking at some ADPs here because uh, Fantasy Football Calculator. Yeah, Doug Baldwin's going in the third round. Allen Robinson's another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Allen Robinson as a bounce-back candidate. Shock. Yeah. Hopkins. It looks like DeAndre Hopkins going at the top of the third round. Doug Baldwin, Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and Sammy Watkins are all third-round wide receivers according to Fantasy Football Calculator right now. So... Um, Anybody in there stick out to you? I mean, I might take a chance on D-Hop in the third round. Mm, count me out. I mean, I was drafting him in the first round last year, at the end of the first yeah. round, so I, well, I understand his value drop. Just, just because you made a mistake then doesn't mean you have to make a mistake again. Yeah, but it's, there's no Brock Osweiler there, though. It's it's not it's not Brock Osweiler. Whatever. We can get into I like DeAndre Hopkins in the third round. All right. If he's there, I see. I I would definitely take DeAndre Hopkins over Doug Baldwin in the third round. Oh, well, we can have have that debate on another show. Okay. Um, All right. And in terms of where you can find some discussion forums, um, the fantasy footballers, their Foot Clan leagues, you can sign up through them. And they have great places that you can find, like, real serious league members. So shout out to those guys. Also, yeah. the forums on Dynasty League Football. Yeah, DLF has really good forums. Yeah, Ryan McDowell can help you out with those there. He's somebody uh, you can definitely hit up. Um, RyanMC23 on Twitter, I think, is his, is his username. And also, yeah. football. the Football Guys forums are always a good place for finding leagues, too. So th- those are some places I would hit up. Yeah, for sure. All right, next question comes in Gabe. Hipsters, with the draft upon us, I began to wonder about all the players who will go undrafted and the thought process they go through in choosing which teams to try out for. If you were in their shoes, which would be your first and last choice of teams to try out base for on the combined beer and music scene, (laughs) as well as any other hipster factors that may play into the equation? Love the two episodes a week. That's a great question. Um, Based, Based on the beer and music scene. Well, I think... If you're talking Denver and Seattle, would I was going to say that picks. those would be those would be good ones. Um, well, listen, I mean, we've got two LA teams now here too. And that's true. That's true. I don't want to play for the Rams, so why not the Chargers? Yeah, it depends on what position though. The Chargers' offense is loaded right now. Right. I with, guess if you're talking about catching death. trying to make the roster, sure. But maybe if you're a defensive player, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Chargers. Okay. 
let me just throw this out here right now. You know how um, the we should we should definitely talk about this more. But here's just an idea I'm kicking around right now. The Chargers are kind of kind of be the hipster team of the NFL this year because they're essentially playing in like the NFL's version of a coffee shop. Yeah. Like we've got all these big venues and whatever. Like yeah, yeah. All these sellout bands on right. these big stadium tours. But then right. we've got the Chargers in this 27,000 seat stadium. This little intimate sort of gathering. It is, it's like the NFL's version of a coffee shop. They might be the hipster team of 2017 they're so underground bro. they're uh, they're underground like everybody's like oh the rams oh, look at the rams yeah the rams are mainstream they were on hbo last year gonna be in on amazon this year yeah oh they're the they're the they're all the, or nothing all team? Or nothing team yeah, yeah oh my God. no i just uh, i'm not gonna watch that oh i'm gonna watch it just to see <laughs> if it's, just to see if it's like really gross because, yeah, oh, I don't know. It's going to be awkward. That's so disappointing. I didn't know they announced the team. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I, I like li- I, li- I like the Chargers. We should, kick, a- we should kick around. This just came to me right now. We should kick around some sort of like uh, hipster segment for the Chargers this year. I'm down. I like that. All right. Well, that's a, there's our answers to there. So yeah, um, cool, Gabe. Thanks for the question. That's a good question, Gabe. Uh, we like the list. Heads up, we like these sort of questions and yeah. you know fun questions more than like, hey, here's my lineup with my entire team. It's a little too early for those kind of questions. It's also just obnoxious to read those on air. By the way, okay. we love we love you guys. We're just we're trying to we're trying to make us all better. We're trying to make the listeners better, the questions better, us better. Right. We're, we're growing multiple humans too. No shade, just saying. Okay. Gotta make the show good. I'm down. Anyways, next question comes in from Bobby. Bobby. Hello, hipsters. Love the pod. My question is, with AP coming to town in New Orleans and Alvin Kamara being drafted, is Sean Payton's hatred for Mark Ingram manifested in his new minimized role, or does he still have some value yet? He's not really that old, uh, so does he hold any dynasty value? Thanks. Well, his dynasty value definitely took a hit with AP and Kamara. I Uh, think Ingram's 27 or 28. Ingram is, is definitely, I think he's 28. Yeah, or at least his, his jersey number is 28. He's got some... He's 27. He'll be 28 in December, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the it is questionable, you know, because Kamara's strength is a, as a pass catcher. Before they drafted Kamara, and, but after they signed AP, you'd yeah. at least think that, you know, Ingram was going to... Because he's kind of improved as a pass catcher the, the last two yes, years, really. So Exactly. But now I don't think he's going to do any of that with Kamara back there just because he's got better hands. I mean, it, in a... Worst fantasy case scenario, this turns into like a version of like what Detroit has with like Amir Abdullah holding and Amir Abdullah is the Mark Ingram here holding yeah. this worthless fantasy role of like the between the twenties runner right. that doesn't catch passes, then uh Kamara being theoretic and yeah. then Adrian Peterson being a glorified Zach Zenner. Uh, so, so or Damn. or Joik Bell, yeah, you know, from a few years ago. So like that, that's like the worst case scenario. But I still, it, depending on what Ingram's value is, because I think AP is more closer to done than anything else. So I think if Ingram's value really falls in drafts or you know in dynasty leagues, I think he's worth a, a shot. But this whole thing looks like it's something to avoid. It's a three-headed monster, dude. Kamara's gonna get what five to ten touches a game. AP is going to be the goal line guy, and Ingram's going to be... I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. We have no idea. It's going to be game to game. It's going to be frustrating, just like we saw with Ingram last year. Like He went in the doghouse for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Hightower had a couple big games. It's just so unpredictable in New Orleans, and it's, it's definitely very good. frustrating. You probably can't get rid of Mark Ingram on a dynasty team now because no one's going to want him. 
Yeah, it's definitely so, going to be frustrating. If you own them, you just got to ride it out. Sorry. All right, next question comes in Corey Bakeman. At least I think that's your last name. Who knows? Uh, what are your guys' top five best and worst draft picks? Franchise, you want to make a combined top five best and worst? Sure. All right, well, let's go with worst. Worst first. worst picks. Uh, uh, Donnell Pumphrey to the Eagles. Yeah, that was bizarre, especially with the fact that that was only their, their only running back pick. What? Yeah. They needed a big bruiser. They're going to cut Ryan Matthews, apparently. Mm-hmm. Darren Sproles is not a lead back. That was weird. And Donnell Pumphrey's pick. like the lightest back in the he last 10 years. He as much as you. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's a water bug. Bad, that one's up there. Bad pick. Let's go with top three just to save a little time yeah. here. Um, another worse one to me was the Raiders taking Gary and Conley in the first round. Okay. And here's why. Whether he did it or not, and you know he was obviously charged with a with a he was accused of rape before mm-hmm. he wasn't charged but he was accused of rape before the draft yeah and the thing is if he didn't do it that's, that's good for him but i don't and and the, you know they said that he took a lie detector test whatever but if it turns out he did it or anything like that that is such a bad look for the raiders not to not only to you know to have been wrong about their assumption that he that they must think he's innocent to do it um, but if he did, you know, it just is a bad look. So to me, I think that one was way too risky. I would not have done that on on the first. I mean, I wouldn't have. T- I wouldn't have taken him. Period. Just to, on the off chance that like this is a thing that actually happened. So I hated that. I hated that move. You okay. got any other worst draft picks, or you just want to default to the Bears taking Trubisky? Trubisky. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was gonna go to. I All mean, right. I feel bad for the kid. Me too. Because I got booed at the Bears Chicago already hates him. Yeah. It's just a terrible situation. I'm sure he's a good guy and a capable quarterback, but... The reason that it's bad is that apparently John Fox thought they were trading up for Solomon Thomas if they were even going to trade up, and then then he found out on draft night... I did not hear about yeah, that. Yeah, they, they didn't tell him that they were trading up for a quarterback, reportedly. So. Oh my goodness, what a mess. Yeah, so that's why it's a bad pick. Not necessarily because of Trubisky or anything, just because it shows the real mess of an organization that Chicago is. And right they're now. paying Glennon, like, what, $17 million this year or yeah. something crazy? I mean, they can get out of that contract after this year, but sure. nevertheless, it's still just... it. You're going to create a situation where the people in the locker room are taking... Glenn inside over Trubisky, and he just—it's just not going to be good. Yeah, let's just put it that way. It's not gonna be terrible. Good. All right, who was our best picks? Okay, one easy Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean the Panthers crushed the draft. Yeah, I thought I really enjoyed their draft, and you know we talked more. We talked more about Christian McCaffrey in our last episode with Matt Waldman, so we can get you can go back and listen to that if you haven't. Um, cool. But yeah, so that was my favorite. That was one of my top five picks. Um, another one of my top five picks, obviously, was uh, Chris Godwin to the. To the Bucks. I thought the Bucks had a great draft. Too, I was just gonna OJ say. Howard. I was gonna say OJ Howard is one of my favorite. Mm. Top. So we picks. like the we like the, everything the Bucks did. Yep. Um, and I love the Mahomes pick for Kansas City. Okay. Because I think that's perfect. Mm. Uh, I think that he can sit behind Alex Smith. I think that not only did it show that, you know, obviously they they like Mahomes or whatever. It also showed that they really do understand like, hey, we've hit our ceiling with this Alex Smith thing. Yeah. Like we know we can be. He can, can win us <laughs> games. He can be good enough to get us. You know, to a certain threshold, but yeah, they need they needed an upgrade, and they're going to groom him for the future, and it's a nice future. Exactly. Yeah, it's a nice move for the future. I, I like the Steelers taking T.J. Watt too. They mm. addressed a need there. Homer upgrade the linebacker core. Yeah, I'm a Homer. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, Homer. All right. 
All right, next That's question. Fine. Next question comes in. Uh, two quick questions from Andy. Uh, is Trader Joe's hipster friendly or is it too mainstream? It is hipster friendly. It is hipster friendly? Can yeah. confirm. Okay. I don't really go to Trader, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's but... is the best, dude. Okay. The best prices. Okay. Quality goods. I take I take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, who are you? Who are some veterans with depressed value for whatever reasons that you be targeting in trades in your dynasty leagues? Uh, despite despite the goat Smokey Brown, good call on on Smokey Brown there. A couple of vets I would think have some depressed value right now. Um, Karen Meredith is somebody I don't know if he has depressed value, but he's somebody I like looking at in dynasty leagues right now. I traded Amir Abdullah for him in a dynasty league about a couple months ago. Nice. They didn't draft any wideouts, so now they didn't draft any wideouts, and I mean they have at least some plan at quarterback. Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> I, he's somebody I'd look at. Uh, any sort of veteran back like a Danny Woodhead is somebody I'd look at. And I rail on Kenneth Dixon all the time here, but I'd, I'd poke around on Kenneth Dixon. Just I, I, honestly, any Raven right now, because they didn't do anything in the draft. I know. You know, I'd do Weird. a heat check on Brashad Perryman's price. I would definitely, maybe you can get a wide receiver two out of a Mike Wallace type right now. You got any good uh, dynasty I've, buy lows? Guy I've been talking about a lot is Isaiah Crowell. I mean, he's going to be the lead back again for Cleveland. Had a career year last year, and I think he's just getting better. Do you think he, he runs uh, like an animal? Do you think Super he underrated. has? Um, do you think he has depressed value right now? Because I would mm-hmm. say people kind of are, are are hip to that one. Yeah, he's going in the fourth round on in twelve team mocks, apparent, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. So I guess his uh, value isn't that depressed. Maybe before the draft, it was. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think now that we know for sure he's going to be the lead back, I think people kind of get it. Uh, depressed value. I don't know. All right. Thanks for your help. Sorry. Nope. Okay. Great. Uh, a guy like Terrence West might be a good target. Yeah. Just Ravens in general. Any yeah. offense that has some, like, no no straight up clarity, um, but wasn't added too much in the draft, I think poking around those players is a good idea. Yeah. All right, next question comes in. Big Shep, with the draft just concluding, which veteran fantasy star is most affected by a rookie challenging him for a starting spot role? Um, I don't think we've seen any like star players that are being challenged, but I will say I do think the addition of Mike Williams has to at least give some question to what the Chargers think about players like Keenan Allen and even a Tyrell Williams. Um, I mean, I think if Keenan is healthy, he's going to get his. Um, but you at least have to – I don't think he's going to have, like, the 130 reception pace ceiling that he was on in 2015. He was, like, a second-round pick last year. Right. So. I, I do wonder. But and he hasn't really lost value either. I mean, he's, well, he's like a third-round guy, we were saying earlier. So I think he, he's someone you at least have to raise questions about. But, you know, Tyrell Williams was awesome last year. He was legit good. Yeah. But the problem is when a team uses a top-10 overall pick, a new a new uh, coaching staff too, by the, by the way – uh, with Anthony Lynn in in the Chargers head coaching spot now, when they use a top ten pick on a wide receiver, you have to think like they're they're going to get the inside track to start opposite Keenan Allen, and that might push uh, Tyrell Williams down a bit. Yeah, I guess my pick would be uh, Lamar Miller because the Texans drafted Dante Foreman, and the news report is uh, the Texans want Foreman to spell Miller to give him breaks when he needs them. Mm-hmm. But I kind of see this. He needed him last year. I know. He was overworked. And, yeah. you know, he, he got banged up. He's not super durable because he's a little bit smaller. And I think in those goal line situations, they're going to put Foreman in there and it could knock Lamar Miller's touchdown total at the end of the season. 
Right on. All right. Well, next question comes in from Steve Lyle, another uh, Canada. This one from Ontario. Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. Now that the draft is over, I have a keeper question I'm hoping you can help me with. Keep three. Devonta Freeman for a fifth round. Paul Perkins, 15th round. Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman for seventh round. Uh, Ty Montgomery for the 15th round. Dick, Kenneth Dixon, 11th round. Hunter Henry, 15th round. Keenan Allen, third round. J.J. Nelson, 15th round. Thanks again. Keep up the great beer and music selections. Uh, keep them coming. Keep three. I'm definitely keeping Freeman, Freeman in the fifth. Freeman in the fifth is a definite. I'm saying Perkins in the 15th. He's the starting running back in New York. Mm. I mean, 15th round for a clear-cut starter. That's... That's a good for that's good for me. There's rumors that Blunt could land in uh, on the Giants, right? But the team did say he's the starter right right now. Yeah, they did say. And that. I would say that. I mean, listen, I love Legarrette Blunt, but that's a crappy fit for a team that runs a bunch of three wide sets and okay. just drafted like an extra wide receiver type of tight end in Ingram. Yeah. So I think Perkins would be on the field more in that scenario. That is amazing value for Perkins. So those two for sure, and then. I can see Ty Montgomery in the 15th round, and that's probably where you should go. But Hunter Henry in the 15th is is interesting as well. That's the one that stuck out to me. Just because he's going to get pushed up draft boards. I mean, he's like a top five tight end in Dynasty right now. Like, people are all about Hunter Henry, and the fact that you can get him for a depressed price like this, I think is kind of nice. So that might be where I go. And, I mean, Ty Montgomery, like I said, 15th round is... Uh, especially in a half-point PBR, as he indicates this is, that might be the correct way to go, but I think the hipster way is to go with... Uh, Hunter with Henry. the Hunter Henry. The tight end. All right, beautiful. Next question comes in from David Gross. Uh, we're in a 12-man full PPR keeper league. Three keepers. I'll be starting with Green, McCoy, and Todd Gurley. Nice. I'll end up picking, except for Gurley, I'll end up picking somewhere in the top six and also have 10 and 12 overall and then not, in, not again until round six. Do I attempt to round out a team or just best player available here? Well, we talked about best player available earlier, and while that's a big crock, um, I think you have the makings of... Uh, a, a high. I think Green is a top five wide receiver again this year. I think McCoy is likely to be a top five running back. He's a big winner from the NFL draft because you know they lost Mike Gilsley yeah. to the Pats. They didn't replace him in the draft necessarily. They're counting on probably next last year's day three guy and Jonathan Williams. Right. So I think that you know you have the makings of two top five at their position type players, and then Gurley's kind of a you know I think he's an RB two at best. Yeah, low end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you try to power up on wide receivers there at the 10 and 12 because I don't think any running backs are necessarily going to be there that are going to tempt me because I would imagine the top three are obviously going to be long gone agreed maybe even look at Gronk at the 12th overall spot um you know again I think you're shooting for a powerhouse ceiling here with uh and assuming Gronk is there again so I think in that top in that maybe 10th or 12th pick you go with a you go with a Gronkowski type and again just shoot for ceiling yeah I might even reach for a guy like Michael Thomas there maybe yeah, I know. I can see that. I mean, in a keeper, maybe he's gone. It's always tough with these. You never know who's going to be there. But I would say don't worry about rounding out a team. Don't worry about best player available. Just build a powerhouse because you already have the makings of a of a powerhouse. And Just in go general, for upside. Yeah, in general, it's not my philosophy to like be like, I need to fill a roster right, or whatever. Right, yeah, right, right. So. All right, next question comes in from Adrian Charlie. For franchise, you served up tea all last year with Seawoke. Rest in peace. While much of the community dismisses X player, you will be singing his praise while sipping tea this year. Who is that player? Who do you got your eye on? It's way too early for this. I didn't. I didn't get into the Seawoke stuff till August last year because. But just there were whispers about the awakening, and I'm all right. I'm trying. I'm trying. Put to, your feelers out there. Who 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 do you think? You know, nobody. People are. People might be talking down a player that you might be into. 
Um, I know you talk about Foreman as a draft prospect or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go with a rookie though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is. Can t- I give you a, a suggestion? This is a tough question. Can yeah, I, sure. Go ahead. Terrence West. Yeah. You just talked about him. We talked about him already. Everybody yeah. hates Terrence West, but look, he's in line to be the starting two down and goal line running back on the Ravens right now with I agree. Dixon suspended for four games. And people love Woodhead. I love Woodhead. We all love Danny Woodhead, but he's not going to be a primary back. And, you know, again, they didn't add any running backs in the draft that of consequence. So they must like West. They must like West. I like West. So there, there's uh, a suggestion for you. What about a guy like, uh, like DeAndre Washington in Oakland? That's a good one. Like Marshawn Lynch is there. Maybe even Jalen Richard go another layer deeper. Yeah, I don't know. It's too it's too early to. to these are all like shots in the dark at this point. Ooh, right Charles now. Sims might be a fun one because I think people get hot for Jeremy McNichols, but Sims is still a good player even though he had some bad injury luck last year yeah. and wasn't capable to be a, a banger. Yeah, he's just not a, a primary back. I feel like I I hate to say this, but I feel like if Matt Jones ends up on another team besides the Redskins and. Oof. He shows that maybe he showed, yeah, oof. People, <laughs> people were saying oof about about uh, Kristen Michael last year. That's my point. I get it. Matt yeah. Jones is an animal on the field. He just can't hold on to the ball. But I feel like if he lands in a good spot, everyone hates him. No one's gonna want to draft him. I hate him. Yeah, he's going in the 14th round in 12 team drafts on Fantasy Football Calculator. So I don't know. I, we've seen Matt Jones have some success, but he's got to fix the fumbling issues. But you know. Kristen Michael had issues too. No one believed it when I wrote that article, sure. and he came out and helped fantasy owners. So I think a guy like Matt Jones on a different team mm-hmm. could be that guy. Well, they did say they did say that he was on the trading block during the draft, which is like, bro, nobody's trading for Matt Jones. Everybody knows you need a running back. Yeah, and you're trying to trade a running back. Nobody's trading for Matt Jones. Grow up, Washington. All right. Speaking of Washington, Doug writes us as a lifelong DC area resident. I grew up a Redskins fan. However, I've been rather dissatisfied with the management of the team and ultimately, no kidding. And ultimately, <laughs> after the treatment of the recently dismissed GM, I've decided I am pretty much walking away from them as my favorite team. Ooh. Good for you, Doug. So I informed friends from my local league that I've jumped ship and become a Browns fan on a couple of a couple of months ago. I like the way the organization is operating, making decisions, centering on analytics, etc. I intend to stick with them for the long haul. It seems during slash after the draft that Twitter has essentially hopped onto the Browns bandwagon. Ultimately, is being a Browns fan hipster or was I too late to the party? Love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. Um, well, for one... You can't let Twitter be your microcosm of society. Right. <laughs> this goes this goes for not only <laughs> this goes not only for like football stuff, but also political opinions and cultural opinions because listen, the mass majority of the world is not on Twitter. Believe me, being a Browns fan still counts as, as hipster even if you see a few football people on Twitter tweeting nice things about the Browns. Agree. So that would be my answer to that. Yes, still hipster approved to make the switch to Browns fans. Look, the Browns need a quarterback. Until they get a quarterback. Hopefully Kaiser can be the guy. Rooting for them will be uh, a hipster. Yeah. A hipster deal. They, the, they're trending in the right direction. There's some optimism with what they did in the draft, so I understand why. This why, whole offseason has been fun for them. Yeah, and I understand why you might want to jump on board. That's totally cool. Just, you know, don't expect. Keep your expectations reasonable. For the next couple of seasons, but if he's trying to make a hipster move, then I like the yeah. This, this is this is this is a good one. Yeah, I mean, you know, in that in that division, you got the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to be done in a couple of years. 
the Bengals, who knows about them. Mm. The Ravens are kind of a mess right now. So I don't know. The Browns are trending up. Right on. All right. Well, next question comes in from Ben from Arkansas. Does landing on the same roster as Christian McCaffrey hurt Curtis Samuel's dynasty value? They seem so similar, and I can envision CMC playing a not insignificant snaps a significant percentage of snaps in a role that Samuel would have otherwise played. Am I off the mark or no? Do you think about this? I think they're going to be on the field at the same time. I, I See, I do think they will be on the field at the same time. I kind of get that it's a little bit redundant in right, a way. Right. However, I think they envision Curtis Samuel as not only a deep threat replacing Ted Ginn. Yeah. I think they also believe he, – he even said he's going to play slot receiver. And I think McCaffrey will motion out to the slot at times, which is just great. I think the goal is going to be like, can you get Samuel or Christian McCaffrey lined up on a linebacker? Right. Looking for the mismatch. Right. Whichever one does is, is going to eat. I kind of get it, but I think it's a good move for both of them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much, even though the skill sets are a little bit redundant. Like they got the running back that can play wide receiver and the wide receiver that can also play running back in the two of these guys. But I think in the end, these are the two. I think they these two could end up being the core players of their offense in a couple of years because Kelvin Benjamin is is overweight again and Devin Funches is still Devin Funches. So, agree. All right. Next question comes in from our friend Ernesto. Hello, the franchise and Mr. H. Which undrafted rookie will be relevant as a fantasy stud either this year or next? Um, no, probably the safe answer is probably none. Okay. <laughs> Do you I, have I any EDFAs? I, mean, I don't even know who, who they are. Oh, wow. Way to be prepared. Uh, but, I mean, I mean you, for an example, Thomas Rawls two years ago was an undrafted free yeah. agent and, and came, you know came to fruition there in seattle right now um it's just we got to wait for camps to play out and everything so keep your eyes on it open for that but typically it's going to be a running back of some sort so keep an eye on someone that's making again you want to look for that steady drum beat the uh that's right starts in the in the the training camp phase and comes into preseason you know that sort of situation you want to follow that buzz so keep an eye out for running backs mostly that's who it's normally going to be um so Ernesto also asked us a couple of separate questions. He asked me, Brussels sprouts or cauliflower is a, pre- a replacement for cabbage in a fish taco. Um, I would say Brussels sprouts because they can be a little bit more leafy if you just use the if you just slice them upright, whereas cauliflower is going to be a bit heavier. Uh, and maybe you don't want that with also inside of a tortilla. Yeah, um, it would be a weird texture. It would be a weird texture. Uh, Ernesto also asks, franchise, which upcoming rookie or current NFL player that you haven't met would you invite to your wedding? Uh, and follow-up question, when you invite that NFL player, would you disinvite, who would you disinvite from the fantasy stronghold? Hmm. Uh, I'd probably throw back to last year. I'd invite CJ Procise. Yeah. Because I fell in love with him. Okay. But you wouldn't feel any conflict, like as you're holding Mackenzie's hands, looking into her eyes, about to say I do, and you look out into the crowd and you see <laughs> CJ Procise, you might, what if the, a moment of regret? Does because of that love hits speak you. Speak now or forever hold your peace. CJ Procise stands up and is like, no, don't marry her. Don't marry her. <laughs> Just keep writing articles about me. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know his personality at all, but I just, he's one of my, was one of my guys last year. and Okay. You know, I'd invite him to my wedding, see how it goes. Or who are you kicking out from the stronghold? Mm, man. Well, not you, because you're here. Oh, just because I'm here. <laughs> cool. I can't upset you when I'm in your presence. And uh, in my home. I'll kick out. Uh, I'll kick out Marcus. Wow. Because he was always hating on my CJ Pro size takes because he didn't see how he he would fit in Seattle as in terms of a fantasy 
production. Damn. So you know what? You know what? MG, get your hate out of here. CJ Procise, come on over. Mm. All right. Wow. Well, then there you go. So, all right. Now we're just we're gonna hit the Twitter questions rapid fire here. All right. Um, really, just yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll, we'll go we'll go quick with these. Um, all right. First one comes in from David Machado. He says, "Question: If one has beer and music for you to sample, how should they get to you? Local Washington from Native Cow Brand. Well, or Native Cow Band. Excuse me." Uh, what? Email us. Yeah. Fantasyhipsters.gmail.com and we'll, we'll talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question comes in from David J. Says, Dynasty League, is it worth drafting a receiver like uh, Carlos Henderson if they have no viable quarterback throwing to them? What well, yeah. In a Dynasty League, things can change. Things can change. <laughs> I think you've got to go. I mean, opportunity can be a little bit, you know, dicey year to year to project too so i think you go with a talented player so if it's at the right point of this the your draft i think definitely a player like carlos henderson um not to mention you know we've seen wide receivers both emmanuel sanders and demarius thomas produced with these quarterbacks last year so yeah you know there's no direct opportunity to playing time for a player like carlos henderson but you're also going a little bit more on talent uh than opportunity whereas in a redraft it's more pure opportunity for a dynasty draft correct all right, next question comes in from Curtis Ferguson. After an injury-riddled season, what can we expect from Josh Doxson this year? You got you got to take. I'm looking at you. Like I you hope he's healthy. Something. I mean, they got rid of Deshaun Jackson and and Pierre Garcon, so they must have an inkling that he's going to be a big part of that offense. So hopefully, I mean, in terms of fantasy value, I have no idea, but I'm I'm imagining the Redskins want him to be a big part of the offense, and hopefully, he gets. A bunch of targets. Yeah, you know, I if think... He's, if he's healthy. So there's a lot of opportunity available in the Washington wide receiver group yeah, right now. Yeah. I mean, I think Terrell Pryor will be the favorite to lead the wide receiver group in targets, but they did just invest a first-round pick in Josh Doxson. I think he's just... At this point, you kind of have to approach him as a little bit of the wild card of the group. While we know Crowder's in a secure role in the slot, um, I, I think he could push for you know 90-ish catches this year with the way he plays and um, with the amount of targets that are open there. Um, right. And we just, I, I think that this could be like the start of jo- Josh Doxson's career. And if they, sh- if he shows good things this year in 2018, Terrell Pryor on a one-year deal moves on and then Doxon takes over as the top targeted wide receiver there in 2018 but we just need to see some good signs from him first this yeah. year yeah next question comes in from at ken and tonic that's a good twitter handle uh where does marshawn lynch slot into a rookie slash free agency dynasty draft so if you have a rookie draft and you can also pick free agents marshawn lynch is available what dynasty pick do you use on him your last one really see i completely disagree i would take him as, as a in a top of the second round no. Oh, see, by the time you get to the second... A dynasty startup we're talking about? No, a dynasty, like, rookie draft. So, like, oh, you, so, like, you have you your team and pick, you just dive yeah. into the free agency pool? Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of rookies I would take before him. Mm. I disagree. I think he's... I mean, I think he's going to be a starting running back this year at, at worst. And you could be taken as somebody that in the high second round that's just a total dud. Like... Roles aren't clear. We, th- we think sure. every rookie is going to start right now. Like, oh, Washington took Samaje Perine in the fourth round. He's definitely a starter. He might not be. You know, we just don't know much. And I think we know that the Raiders are going to make Lynch their starting running back. So, to me, I would take him 
in the uh, in the high second round is kind of where I'm thinking about. I'm it. just concerned about how much gas does he really have left. I mean, he must have some for them to sign him, but I don't, I'm not. He's he's a guy I'm not going to draft in redraft leagues this year. Yeah, I mean, either it's just a little bit of a difference in a dynasty where some of these, like I said, you're just operating with a lot of unknowns. Yeah. All right, next question comes in from at uh, FF Dynasty 101, our buddy Chris. He asks, my question for the satchel, why him? Intentionally vague question. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, because we said so. The universe decreed it to be. Right. Um, and next question, does Amara Darbo's pick uh, by the Seahawks spell negative news for Lockett? I think it could. We don't really know what the situation with Lockett's injury is right now, and this is certainly... Um, this is certainly not a good sign when a team goes out and takes a third-round pick there. Um, although I do think he could easily just be their Jermaine Curse as well. But I think it's something you got to at least be open to. Um, so, I don't know. I haven't heard too many like definitive reports about Lockett's progress coming off the injury. Nope. That's been pretty quiet. I don't really have any takes on this. Yep. All right. Next question uh, comes in from... at Beard Destrabo. Dist- <laughs> Butchered that Twitter handle. <laughs> Change, change it. Yikes. Uh, he asks us, what rookie running back will have a better fantasy season? Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, or Dalvin Cook? <laughs> Who's going to have the best fantasy season this year? Joe Mixon. You think? I think so, man. All right. See, I think the safe answer is Leonard Fournette um, with, you know, because he's going to be the – I think the safe answer is Leonard Fournette because he has the least amount of competition on the roster. Um, he has the clearest role as a two-down banger. Um, you know, at worst. But I also think they're going to try to make him a pass catcher too, and he'll end up playing all three downs for an offense that, you know, could be high scoring. So I'm going to go with Fournette. I think that's the safest answer. I'm going with Mixon because he can play all three downs. It's not a question. Mm-hmm. He's going to – Jeremy Hill has been inefficient for two seasons. Gio Bernard's coming off a late-season ACL tear. And I think Mixon is just going to take over Hill's job in camp, and there's – going to be no looking back all right fair enough yeah next question comes in from at the outside zone do you fear that landing with a mobile quarterback will lead to christian mccaffrey being underused in the passing game due to mobile quarterback tendencies i.e pull and run i'm gonna answer this real quick i wrote a whole column about this for football guys uh sunday morning coming down christian mccaffrey why i'm optimistic about him landing with the panthers just go read that i'm saving some time here so you, okay, fine. <laughs> Next question comes in from Ethan Harriman. <laughs> Rank the current list of quarterbacks on the 49ers in terms of talent. Brian Hoyer, Matt Barkley, and C.J. Beathard. Hoyer. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, go ahead, go ahead, franchise. Hoyer. Answer the question. Who's the second quarterback, one? Quarterback guru, answer the question. Who's the second one? Matt Barkley and C.J. Beathard. In that, I think it's in that order. I don't know who the hell C.J. Beathard is, barely, but I'm going to put him ahead of Matt Barkley. Okay. Fair enough. But Brian Hoyer is clearly far and away, and uh, our buddy 14-team mocker asked a follow-up question. Why do people pretend that Brian Hoyer isn't clearly, at worst, competent and quite clearly above average? I don't know why people just don't. Well, he's got a point. I don't know why people don't, like, acknowledge that Brian Hoyer is a competent bridge starting quarterback. Yeah. I I think he gets the 49ers through this year pretty well. Experience uh, speaks more than I think people think it does in terms of NFL veterans. He was also really good in Houston. 
I until mean, that one playoff until the playoff game. right well <laughs> when he when, imploded yeah I mean and everyone just remembers that and is like Brian Horner that's, sucks that's why because people have big game bias and the fact that they saw yeah. and and that's probably a thing like I think not only did he look like he pooped his pants as soon as he went out there <laughs> he for just that looked game. scared yeah the entire team like as soon as he started imploding the whole, you could just feel it on the team like they were all just Oh God! Yeah, this is happening. And didn't that game start with a kick return for a touchdown? Yeah, it just all Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So their confidence was already shot. Yeah. But yeah, Hoyer's. You know, I agree. Hoyer's a capable bridge type quarterback. Oh, there you go. Our next question comes in from at Scott or at Bischoff underscore Scott or our friend friend of the show Scott Bischoff. Should I give up every pick I have to move up and to number one and grab Christian McCaffrey? I'll hang up and listen. Hell yeah! Yeah, sure. All right. I'm down. Cool. Uh, <laughs> next question comes in from at underscore John B 21, which rookie draft pick do you see having the best fantasy points upcoming this season? Biggest bust. I mean, I said Fournette, you said Mixon. What about biggest bust? Mm, Alvin Kamara. I, I can see that one. Um, the tight ends are also always easy to say, like they won't be big. Um, yeah, they won't be big, uh, big fantasy producers in year one. Um, I can see, I can see. All the wide receivers being, I wouldn't, I'm not too into any of the wide receivers as rookies right away. I mean, Corey Davis is interesting, but I also could see him being overdrafted. I like him a lot long term. I think it's a perfect landing spot for him, but it's a low volume pass offense that now is a lot more crowded than it was a year ago there in Tennessee. Yeah. The, the one guy, too, that I think is just landed in a bad spot is Dalvin Cook. Maybe, like, going forward, he might be the mm-hmm. feature back in Minnesota. But for 2017, he's got to deal with Latavius Murray. They still got Jarek McKinnon there. Maybe they made some upgrades on the offensive line. But it's going to be a committee, and Dalvin Cook is a three-down back, and it's just a bad – I feel like people are going to overvalue him this season. I feel you. I don't want to call him a bust, but – Sure. Uh, next question comes in from at Matt underscore Wojo. Do you tier your rankings or rank them numerically, and why? Well, you he did know, tiers last year. Yeah, yeah, I have strong feelings on it's got to be tiers because you should be thinking about range of outcomes. You yeah. should be thinking about how things relate to your rosters. Uh, the are other players that you've picked already in the draft, what are you looking for? Um, what are your league mates looking for? Right. And none of that is accounted in numerical rankings, which are the bane of the fantasy industry, which are the bane of what we do in general because it's not helpful. <laughs> And everybody still makes you do it, and everybody still wants to hold you accountable to these things, but they're meaningless, and not only are they meaningless, they're not helpful to the readers. Agreed. Don't at me if you disagree. Okay, I won't. I don't disagree, but I still won't at you anyway. Good. He's got to do tears. Tears is tears is tears is way just the best way to do it. It helps you think about the way all your picks should relate to each other. It also like there's not that much of a difference between a player that's ranked 38 and 40. Right. Just put them in the same tier. Right. All right. Next question comes in from at Sam Wise the Gray Seven. Two weeks ago, I traded Lamar Miller as a round one keeper for Marshawn Lynch as a tenth round and a seventh round pick. Was made fun of. Good trade. I actually don't hate that. What do you get a seventh round and a tenth round? He got a, he got Marshawn Lynch and he lost a you know you you lose your seventh and your tenth round pick if you keep him, but if oh. you keep Lamar Miller you lose your first round pick and I like that because oh I, yeah, yeah hell no I don't want to touch Lamar Miller in the first round no of way good good move good move yeah we like oh, it hipster approved all right next question comes in from at Hatwearer two zero three four. What a weird Twitter Twitter handle, Andrew Lewis. Um, <laughs> which player is about to get a ton of breakout hype that you believe to be unwarranted? 
a ton of okay so not even not rookie specific no yeah just a just a general breakout player I think Hunter Henry is one we talked about earlier and we liked him with the 15th round sort of draft grade but he's someone that could definitely be a disappointment this year um, because Antonio Gates is still on the roster they drafted a big contested catch wide receiver in Mike Williams in, into an already crowded passing game he's somebody that I think could be you know if you if your expectations are out of whack he could be somebody that's a little disappointing this year Wait, we're targeting a, a breakout? He's a player that's about that about to get a ton of breakout hype that you believe to be unwarranted. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay. You got any good ones? Uh, maybe let's go with Tyreek Hill. He's going in like the fourth round right now. Hmm. And I just don't think he was on the field enough last year to warrant that kind of draft value. People are he's he's gonna be his draft value is inflated because of all those. 60 yard four games in a row with a 60 yard touchdown run or something you know he they're not he's not a running back they're not going to give him those types of he's not going to get that kind of crazy streak again and I feel like in the fourth round he's kind of valued way too high for what he's going to give back to you it's an aggressive valuation for Hill I like him I think as a player um but fourth round is pretty I think he's a great pick in the sixth round but fourth round is aggressive beginning he's going to be 401 in 12 team leagues that's way too high especially for a wide receiver on the Chiefs here's another pick too uh Rashard Matthews seventh round I think people liked him uh, and I just said I'm kind of maybe Corey Davis could be a dangerous pick this year and I think that would make Rashard Matthews even more dangerous as the the way not as talented player as Corey Davis and also again in a low volume pass offense agree all right, well, that's all of our questions for this week, all we've got time for now. So uh, remember, if you go to fantasyhipsters at gmail.com, send us an email there to get your questions in. Also, make sure you guys are checking out realitysportsonline.com using the, phone, the promo code HIPSTERS to sign up for a 10% off your league uh, today. Make sure you guys are hitting them up, too. Also, uh, the social media. Follow the Twitter handle, at fantasyhipsters. Um, like the YouTube page to see us be idiots as well as listen to us be idiots. That's right. So a lot going on, but uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here for, I, the, for the weekend? I think I'm good to go. Enjoy the weekend. All right, man. Well, this has been fun, but uh, yeah. for now. Male satchel, let's tie it up. Yeah, let's tie up the satchel. Let's throw it over our back and uh, hipsters out. Hipsters out. get myself uh, zen and centered you know that's important for me Weldman did you see my Brussels sprouts video today I laughed my squares off. I almost posted if I could find some Brussels sprouts with like a lighter holding it up in the air like a like cartoon Brussels sprout like at a concert I would have would have put a picture of it on there that was great <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. That's that's outrageous. <laughs> it's definitely like top five stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, but you know, that's that's part of my shtick. All right, let's. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, intro us in here.